We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. Now again, I've repeated, if you, if you feel the need to go, feel free. Oh, we're going to do a, a bit of teaching tonight. Is that okay? Is that all right? Yeah. The Lord does all he does, but nothing supersedes the place of teaching. Yeah? We are, we are word-abiding people. And so we'll teach. Praise God. Can we continue our forantes and try and finish it? Yeah, so we are going into the destruction of achievements. I, I touched a bit on it last week. The destruction of achievements. You know, there is how what we have come into in the past, what we have attained, can um, stand in the way of what lies ahead. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Is how what you have walked in in the past, past glory, can stand in the way of what um, God is said to do. In our pursuit of Christ, better is never behind. Can we say with me, in our pursuit of Christ, better is never behind. So Paul says, first, Philippians chapter 3. Now let's go there. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. In the New King James, I'll go from verse 7. Are we there? But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss. Not just loss, because I was doing an audit at the end of the year. I counted loss, not because they don't matter anymore. You know how you give, you give out stuff. You, you had a pair of shoes for four years. The soul is gone, totally. You don't wear it anymore, so you give it out. You say, I counted it as loss. That's not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? You bought a pair of shoes, and um, the second day or the third day, the Lord says, give, that, give it out. You give it out, and you're smarting from the pain. You can count it as loss. Do you understand? So Paul says, whatever things were gained to me, these I counted loss for Christ. Can somebody say for Christ? Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish or dung, old King James, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. So there is a measure of Christ that cannot be apprehended until certain things in your life are counted as loss. Did you hear what I just said? There is a measure of Christ that will escape a believer who cannot count certain things as loss for him. So Christ cannot be fully formed in a believer who doesn't want to make room. By counting certain things that are gainful as loss. So to gain, you must lose. 
Just like for God to gain sons, he lost one. That's why it was pleasing God to bruise Jesus. The women were crying by the cross and God was jubilating. Because by that one seed falling to the ground and dying, it was bringing many sons into glory. So I count all these things as loss, Paul says in Philippians 3, that I might gain Christ. Now I've told you before that Paul wrote this chapter 3 at the end of his ministry. He wrote this after his Corinthian encounter where he saw things his mouth could not utter. Paul was wrapping up. You know what? I've run, I've run the race. I've fought the fight. That's why he goes into at the end of chapter 3 into chapter 4. He's winding down his ministry and he's saying, I've, I count these things as lost that I may gain Christ. A man who had Christ. A man who was Christ. A man who is in Christ. A man who Christ is in was counting stuff as lost that he may gain Christ. So a few verses later, it says that I may know him. And the power of Paul. If there was any man that didn't know Christ, certainly not Paul. Come on, talk to me, somebody. I mean, not Paul, Paul, Paul. Not Paul. <laughs> not Paul. So a man who knows Christ, who had Christ, who operated in stuff, was saying, I'm going to count these things as loss, that I may know Christ. The problem with today's motivational speaking fed believer, let me repeat that. The problem with today's motivational speaking fed believer. Have you noticed that in, let me, let me, let me, I, I will say that. Have you noticed that for those of you that have heard annual declarations, it has never had anything to do with Christ being formed in you. So it's your year of harvest. Your year of deeper levels, your year of prosperity, your year of blessing, all the le- elevation, your year of higher heights, it has always been driven by people. So all God has to say for you for a year is that he will bless you. All God has to say for you for this year is that you will find favor, your year of, of supernatural favor. Your year of flying high. Your year of promotion. You have heard all sorts. Your year of bountiful harvest. And no one is being geared towards his purpose. And the purpose of man is Christ. That's why I said the problem with today's motivational speaking fed believer. Because the average believer goes to church to be cheer-led. You know cheerleading? You go to church so we can hype you. So if you go to a church where the pastor is not preaching good, you change. You like the preaching good because that's what empowers. So what gingers you is not the move of the spirit. It's the charisma of the preacher. So if a preacher has no charisma, he couldn't have revelation. Because you measure revelation by charisma. You measure revelation by charisma. And so we are fed a gospel that makes us feel like you are entitled to everything on the earth. Just do a little something. Do a little something. You, can, you, don't, you shouldn't lose anything. 
But to gain Christ in a dimension, you must count certain things as loss. You must be willing to count some things as loss. A man who has never driven a car does not miss the feeling of driving a car. What are you missing? No, seriously. <laughs> what are you missing? Some of you are here in this room blowing yourself heat. Where you sleep is hotter than this. Some of you. It's hotter than this. Where you walk, your classroom is hotter than this. So really, what are you missing? Ah, this room is hot. This room. You know, run outside, go and breathe. <laughs> so you can't count as lost what you've never had. But you don't know what it feels like to drive good cars and then to be waiting by the road. But there's something you see that nothing you have can hold you away from. There's something you see that nothing you have can hold you away from. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you are not at the point where you are willing to let go everything that you count as gain, you haven't seen Christ. You haven't seen Christ. You get to the point where God castrates your ego. Yeah, yeah, I used to be a, I used to be a, I used to, I used to be a. I count all things as loss that I might gain Christ. See, I'm, I'm saving money, saving, have savings. I'm not saying don't save. But I'm saying that you, you cannot save at the expense of your pursuit of Christ. You cannot. Now, this is hard stuff, I know. You cannot save at the expense of your pursuit of Christ. I'm not saying be irresponsible. But you cannot pay your rent at the expense of your pursuit of Christ. You can't. You can't. Proverbs 23, 23, I believe. By the truth, sell it not. Nigeria, we download everything for free. We do not believe in paying for anything. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. So truth, wisdom, instruction, understanding come with a price. You buy it. Salvation, you got it for free. To gain Christ, it will cost you. It will cost you. And if you are not willing to count things as loss, please don't start a conversation about apprehending Christ. Don't. When those people are speaking, don't join them. Don't join them. 
Paul says, whatever things were gained, I counted them as loss for the sake of Christ. I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Verse 9. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. That's the premise of verse 10. That I may know him. So he wasn't just starting at that I may know him. You know how we quote scriptures in isolation? Paul was saying anything that has mattered to me, I count it as loss so that I will know him and the power. So verse 10 was not just a wish. Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Oh, that I may know the fellowship of his suffering, which is how we always prayed. But it starts in verse 6. Whatever things we have gained, I've counted them lost for Christ. That I may gain his righteousness that is by faith through God in Christ that I may know him. So there is a level of epignosis you will not come into until you're willing to count your losses. Until you're willing to count your losses. Are you with me? Until you are willing to count some things as loss. Now, of course, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. But if you know what you know, if you know what you know, there's a level of stuff. So why you don't see anywhere in the New Testament where the church is told to fast? Yeah, there's no instruction in the New Testament for us to fast. But you see where Paul says that we have paid our price with fastings. With fasting. So as we go tonight, I think the challenge is that we soberly reflect and ask yourself honestly. If you don't want the answer, don't ask the question. But if you really, really want to apprehend Christ in this life, in the earth, ask yourself, what is it that matters to me that I have to count as loss? The painful one. Who is it that matters to me? That I need to count as loss. That I may gain Christ. Sometimes people around me, especially the ladies, when you talk to me about stuff and they say, this person is my friend, I ask them, what is your, what, what, how do you define friendship? I don't understand it. How you can be a son of God as a lady and keep riffraffs as friends. I said, they are just friends. I don't understand it. But we're just friends. And you're hanging with someone that has no correlate with where you are in your sonship. And I've told people, especially the girls, I said, you must measure friendship based on kingdom value. There's no other way to measure friendship. There's no other way to measure friendship. He's a nice guy. The devil is an angel of light. Wake up. And stay woke. Yeah. Devil is an angel of light. So it doesn't, it's not a big deal for a bad guy to be a gentle guy. It's nice. It's really nice. It's very gentle. It doesn't shout. 
It's so, it's so sensitive. It's sensitive. He's a, he's a Catholic and half Catholic, half Anglican. He doesn't mind me doing my thing and he will just do his thing. Go and marry. Come on. The only measure of relationship is kingdom value. What level of sonship does this person help me exhibit? If not, that person is not your friend. Stay alone. Oh, but I thought God designed us for companionship, for friendship, for marriage. Stay alone at the expense of humanity to attain Christ. Go on in 1 Corinthians 7. Paul said he wished people would stay single. Paul never showed you that marriage is a prayer point you must attain. Paul actually instructed that if he had his way, don't marry. Because a woman who is married is now encumbered with pleasing her husband. It's in your Bible I showed you a few weeks ago. And a man who is married is encumbered with providing for his family. So if you can successfully do that and not blur the lines and keep your eyes on the price, feel free. If not, the recommendation is not for you to marry at all costs. It's for you to be single at all costs. So Paul says, in this season, I'd rather, 1 Corinthians 7, those that married behave as though they were not married. And then you now come and make marriage your goal for 2019. What Bible are you reading? I know we have to close, people have to go, you probably leave far and stuff, but I, I haven't scratched the surface of this. I haven't scratched the surface. What Bible are you reading? What have you been preached you not make marriage your goal. I must have three children before I'm 40. So you come under pressure. I must make my first million by the time I'm 25. And so somebody asks you, what are your goals for 2019? And it's to go into university, to make money, to release an album, to do that. Canal pursuits. Canal pursuits. It is Christ. And if he's found in marriage, we marry. Yes. It is Christ. And if my business gives me an opportunity to exhibit him, I go into business. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? It is Christ. And if he's facilitated by politics, then we do politics. It is Christ. And if doing Christ means I get into school because there's something, there's a pathway, a trajectory that school helps me to do, then I do school. It is Christ. And if teaching helps me to apprehend him, then I teach. It's not business. It's not school. It's not marriage. But I've done business before. It has worked. I know that if I have capital, I will, I will make it work again. You have just set yourself up for failure. It's not, a, it's not achievements. People here, people have been called in ministry and you say, I will answer, Lord, let me make small money first because you know that ministry you are calling me to needs money. So God will call you to ministry and then leave the money out of it. And now God will wait for you to hustle and make the money that you need to do the ministry God called you. No, God didn't call you. You called God into ministry. You called God into ministry. You called God into ministry. Because if God calls you, if it's his will, it's his bill. And you lay everything aside, you count everything as loss. Turn to that scripture as we close. Let's just read it one time. Philippians 3. Ah. 
verse 7. Just take it down a little bit. But what things, are we there? Philippians 3, 7. But what things were gained to me? These I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss. Can we say all things? All things. Loss. For the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish. See how the message puts it. I hate to close. I really hate to close right now, but I have to. The very credentials these people are waving around are something special. I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash. Along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand. Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dong. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting God. God's righteousness. I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. That is the heart of a man who is sold out on Christ. Anything less, you're deceiving yourself. Anything less, you're deceiving yourself. I said to you last week that a day will come, right? Your turn will come. But you will be faced with stark realities. There are doors that God closed so you can see him. There's business opportunities God frustrated so you can see him. There's some of you that try as hard as you can. You will not be able to walk until you see Christ. It's not a curse. Every job you hold on will be frustrated. Until you line up and say, Lord, not my will, but thine. Be done. Every jump you write, you will get the cut off and they will cut you out. Because until jump stops being your pursuit... And Christ becomes your pursuit, whom Jam can facilitate. You'll be there for seven years. What? You've been there? Until you are jumping for Christ. You are not going anywhere. You will apply for stuff and you, you, it looks like you are going to get it. And it slips through your hands. And God said, I want you to see me. Because all I want to give you is, is me. I am the blessing. The Lord is speaking to somebody right now. He says, I am the blessing you seek. Yes. I am the job you seek. I'm the husband you seek. I'm the father you said you never had. I'm the validation you are craving. I'm the degree that you are after. 
And when you find me and take me, if I need to express me to you in a degree, I will give you the degree. I will give you the job. I will give you the opening. It's not a hard thing, the Lord says. So before you bind the devil for calamity, <laughs> are you hearing me tonight? Before you bind the devil and enforce sonship, ensure that God is not the one behind it, causing you to count everything as loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. People will reject you. People that were there for you and liked you will suddenly begin to speak against you. You suddenly find yourself being alone. And then you find that it's the, all you have is this fold. And all of a sudden, from 1,000 friends, you only have three. And those three are not sure, so probably one and a half are your friends. Not sure. You're the popular chick. You're the happening guy. And all of a sudden, whoop, the Lord shuts it down. And he says, I want to show you me. I am the blessing you seek. The validation you're looking for in friends is I am. I am that I am. The money you're chasing, I am. The business you're after, I am. Your dreams. So your name to be blazoned in lights. I am that dream. And all you need to do is see me. Bow your heads. This is where you take over from me. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.